Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled, Standalone Stories versus Multi-Part or Continued Stories. It originally aired March 6th, 2022. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Silver Sunday, this Sunday night, March the 6th, 2022, the year of our Lord. We're talking about... Uh, standalone stories versus continued stories. So that may not be the exact title, but that's what we're going to talk about. Let me uh, move over to more comments. Okay. So, so we've got the gang here tonight. We'll start with Roberta tonight. Roberta, Hi. tell folks who you are. Hi, Roberta Conroy. I'm a graphic designer during the daytime for um, automotive magazine publisher. And I live in Los Angeles. And I am... Uh, former Melody and a Marvel Comics colorist from the 90s. And I'm part of the Silverline team now for Cat and Mouse and for the Silverline team of Champion and Miss Fury. And I'm working on Cat and Mouse currently. So that's me. Excellent. And we'll just go in my counterclockwise. Tommy, tell everybody who you are. Well, you know, I'm part of this gang. They call me Inky. And if you're not careful, I'm going to ink you. I'm part of the gang. You said we were part of a gang. Okay, my name is Thomas Floramonte. Yeah, I'm Inky. You said we're part of a gang. Yeah. Turn him off. Turn him off. Yeah. Yeah. No, Thomas Floramonte. I've been doing comics since the early 90s with Mr. Roland and, uh, uh, just I've worked for Marvel and some other companies and stuff, a lot of Malibu stuff. And I'm working mm-hmm. with uh, Roberta and Roland, of course, and Peter on the team up book. But uh, Peter and I are actually trying to to get the fourth issue of Trump's done, which actually Roland wrote also. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. We'll do yeah, that. Yeah, we're working on it, working on it. And, uh, and then I do a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah. And uh, because of that, you, what's what was on my I have a priority list. I can't show it to you. Actually, Uh-oh. actually, let me. Uh-oh. It's kind of like a honeydew list, but it's uh, <laughs> BJ keeps my priority list. Right. And she's like, you got to do this. You got to do this. She has all these things. Right. And on the bottom of that list at one point in time was the playing cards that we had talked about. Oh, but because we were talking about it the other day, I said, yeah, I said, you know, Pete's getting close to the end of number four. I said, and Quentin has already finished number three. She said, well, then we have to move this up the list. <laughs> I think it's time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so the, the playing cards have, have got to uh, move up the list, which means. I'll, yeah, because that's going to because that's not a kablam thing. So we got to right. figure out how long that's going to take to get printed. Yeah. So that's going to take a, some special so some special never been done coordination on yeah. our part. So. So, yeah, we'll have to do that. Pete. Tell everybody who you are. I um, as has been mentioned, I'm the penciler, just a penciler on um, Silverline Team Up Champion Miss Fury, and with a few which more you can see over your right shoulder. Oh yeah, that's right. You have a yeah. nice copy of it behind you. 
just two shiny copies. That's right. Yeah. What else do I do? I've done other stuff, but that's what I'm doing at the moment. Very good. Curtis, tell people who you are. Sure. I'm uh, I'm Curtis Fujita. I'm the uh, creative director at Silverline. I'm also uh, a Kung Fu instructor, and I'm an artist, and I'm working on my new comic book, uh, forthcoming, called Shadow Ghost. It's the Kung Fu comic by a Kung Fu master. So that's yeah, it. You, you're getting pretty close on that, too, now, right? I mean, what, about... 60 percent more yeah yeah i'd say it's, it's about around around 60 percent, and that's cool penciled inked and lettered so so you know kind of doing all wearing all the hats so it's getting it's, yep. getting, close. it's getting close having, having excellent mm-hmm. well, we are anxious to see that and of course i'm roller man i am the chief cook and bottle washer and uh write a handful of stuff uh, including some of the things mentioned tonight, like uh, Cat and Mouse and Trumps and Silverline Team Ups. So we are going to have us some some fun tonight as we talk about uh, our topic. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. All right? But tonight we're talking about um, you know standalone stories uh, versus multi part stories, and really kind of I had the the idea of behind all that was standalone stories in a in an ongoing series. So for instance. Batman as a regular series, you have a standalone story in Batman. It just takes up one issue, right? As opposed to a multi-part story. Now, a multi-part can be, you know, two issues, three issues, six issues, whatever. That's really kind of what I had in mind. But we can expand that to include things like one-shots and mini-series and things like that if you guys want. But I think my, my first question is going to be the first comic... I'll put an S on that. The first comic or two or a couple comics that you can remember reading that really kind of got your attention and made you think, huh, this is kind of cool. I like this. Were those standalone comics or were those multi-part comics? Multi-part. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Multi-part. Multi-part? I, my first comics were the Marvel Heroes Reborn stuff. Okay. With Jim Lee and Robert Eiffel, and they were 12 issues. And the first six issues tend to be one tended to be one story, I think, and then they flick to something else, and then they lost their way a bit. But um, yeah, no, I remember, yeah, multiple, multiple. I, what I don't like is when we're doing we're doing a multiple storyline, and then they decide to take a break from that for one issue and just do one a bottle episode so, kind of a thing. So <laughs> you know why that happens, don't you, Pete? It's just because they're falling behind, I expect. Yes, yes, it's because exactly. somebody in the process, and, and, and you know, obviously it varies from situation to situation, but somebody in the process of the assembly line fell behind, yeah. and so they couldn't get the book out. I know the stories uh, for, for the Avengers, for instance, I've heard the stories that, um, I can't remember exactly what issue it was. But Steve Englehart was the regular writer at this point. Steve Englehart and George Perez were doing a fantastic run. And um, I'm going to guess, this is just a guess, that Steve Englehart probably got behind. <laughs> haven't, worked <with> <laughs> haven't worked with him in the past. This is just a guess. I don't know, so I'm not accusing him. But um, but what happened is they got... They got Tony Isabella to, to, to step in, and, and I think Tony did a two-part story. And 
literally, if you read Steve, the last issue, the, 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 the issue, and I can't remember the issue numbers. This is around 140-ish, something around there, right? The, the issue just before the, uh, the two fill-in issues and then the issue just after the two fill-in issues, if you read those back-to-back, you would never know. <laughs> there were two yeah. issues in between. Englehart just ignored everything that happened. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he just ignored it, right? <laughs> not even a well, and the the, the fill in issues too did not have anything about you well, know, it, hey, we realize that they're all in the middle of this de- these death rows, but here's another story for you. <laughs> well, we we all know that um, you know that those those filler issues are just just done way in advance. You know, they'll hire you know somebody to write something, pencil, ink it, color it, and they just leave it sitting there until they need to pull it out and just stick it in so they can have that's something to fill in. That's exactly so, right. And in fact, yeah. in the offices, Curtis, you remember what we called them? Oh, y'all had a name for them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't they remember. Were called inventory stories. Inventories? <laughs> there inventory. You go. Yeah. yeah. We, we were all to keep a complete inventory story. That was our, our, our as the editors, our, we had to keep a complete inventory story. That way, if we needed it, it was ready to be slotted in at just any moment. Right. And when I say complete, I mean like, you done, know, done. inked, lettered, colored, ready for me to hand. Yeah. To the guy to send it to, to to printing, right? And the minute we used one, it was we had to get another one, right? We oh. had to get another one in the works. You always had to have a backup ready to go. Always had to have it ready to go. Yep. And and they were just called called inventory stories. You Ryan know, was- says, Hello everyone, how are you? you Excellent. Uh, then he said, I prefer standalone stories, but multi-part stories depend on a case by case basis basis. He says, Make mine silver line. Woo! That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, so basically, um, you like both. You like the <laughs> continued stories and a uh, single story. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was Pete. So who else? Um, for me, it was both. I mean, like, I think the first, the actual very first comic book I read was by, um, was a Green Lantern issue. And it was by uh, Mike Barr wrote it, which is kind of crazy because years later, met him at Malibu. But it was, it was around the time Conan started becoming popular. So for some reason, they put it was called Green Lantern. The Barbarian was the issue, and it was the Green Lantern, like with like a sword and sorcery. It was actually kind of cool. Um, and then the mini, and then the other stuff. Actually, the first ones that kind of were like the that gateway drug were the mini series when Marvel used to do movie adaptations, like mm. the movie movie adaptation mini series of Star Wars or Blade Runner or things like that. Yeah. And they used to do they used to, I think it was like a, usually a four part mini series, you know. And um, th- those were like. You got the Star Wars one, uh, yeah. I think I think I returned the Jedi one. Was, okay. was yeah, the Return of the Jedi yeah. one. And they were they were I think Al Williamson illustrated. I mean, they were gorgeous. Al Jacob did the first one. The, the he did first the first movie. one. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, those were great, great stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would have been for me. Cool. Yeah. Roberta, what about you? I don't know. I read Garfield when I was a kid. Like I'd buy them. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was sort of a one shot continuing story. Going on and yeah, on and it, was, on. it never end because he was always a brat. <laughs> but I I I think where it comes down to though, I mean, no matter what I read, I think every single thing I ever read was a continuation. Mm. Just it read in the beginning. And I don't think that was by design. It might have just been happenstance, but I got used to it that way because I think I developed a a love for the characters. 
So yeah. if you love the characters enough, I think that's where it goes. That uh, you want to follow them, and you get mad if it stops. Right. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> and that's what, as a creator, that's where you. That's what you want your readers to do, right? You want them to get mad because it stops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you want them to want the next issue right totally. hmm. Tommy what about you you know it, it's it's also both for me but back in the I guess it was our uh, college days back you know I when I got back into collecting again you know I picked up every mini series that anybody did just because it was neat to get a, another little story. I like the continuing stories, the continuing uh, Spider-Man stories where, you know, it's it, maybe it wasn't the same thing, the same storyline happening through the books, but it kind of continued like your, you know, your sitcoms kind of thing where it's the same thing going on. But, you know, but yeah, I, I bought those little mini series where it was just, you know, four issues and then done, four issues and done. I, I ended up giving all those away, but I, I, anyone that came up is there's a new four minute four issue thing. I'm getting it. I'm like, even if I didn't even care about the stuff, it was like, I'm trying to think of some of the, some of those weird DC seemed to have done a bunches of them back in the, in the, our, when was that? When did we go to college? It was in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whenever it was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> But uh, no, no, I, I I do like the long the long haul stories, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but it, you know it's easy for me to just give, give me a short. You know, it, it's kind of with the the uh, the the streaming thing, right? You know, I I hate these uh, you know eight issue episodes that don't all come out at one time. I wish they'd just all come out you know at once because Renee and I will sit there and just watch them all all day long and then be done with it. And uh, but uh, yeah, I kind of like the movie then, uh, because this is longer than a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you're a binge guy, yeah. When it comes to TV shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will, I uh, forgot what we just watched uh, yesterday and today, something that it was. Uh, interviewing Anna, which was kind of neat, oh, isn't that great? We, yeah, it was pretty cool. Acting's that, amazing. Yeah, that girl, the girl from uh, Ozark, right? The the curly haired, blonde, curly haired girl. But um, yeah, no, that was pretty fun. We just finished it right before I was like, "Are we going to have to just watch the end of that when this is over?" To finish <laughs> yeah. it, but it right, right when the uh, right when it was time to go. That's why I wasn't on right when you guys were starting. <laughs> I was going to be. You know, for me, um, I remember standalone stories before. I, I, but here's the thing: I don't remember any of them. I just remember having read some of them. But the the one that got me was a continued story. Mm -hmm. it, the, that's the one that made me think, okay, this these comic book things these are pretty cool because I'd read some Superman and I'd read some mm -hmm. Batman. You know, that's <clears throat> that's the one. But you know, back when you're a kid, those or, or at least back in those days, those were the safe ones that you could they would buy. You know, they could buy those for you. They would buy the the um, the uh, Archie uh, the the Harvey comics. You know, hot stuff and uh, Casper the Ghost and. Uh, you know, so you got things like that, but then you got the other stuff. But it wasn't until I, you know I read that Avengers comic that I've mentioned before, 
Um, the, and it was continued. And I was like, I got to have another one. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I got to I got to know what happens, you know, because it was continued. And I was like, what? I, I need to know. I need the next issue. Right. What, so, what I don't like is those continued stories that go through five or six other books that you don't normally pick up. No, right. I, I would just, yes, I, I don't. I don't like those because it's like I don't read those books. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you're trying gonna to, me, you know. I knew it was a marketing scam, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm just not gonna read mm-hmm. those other. I don't read those books to start off with. So, quit trying so to trick you don't me. get them at all, huh? Nope, I just skip them. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I wasn't interested, you know me. If I wasn't interested yeah, in the book, yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't. I just didn't get it. Right? But what if you were? What if it was Spider Man and you were interested in it in the story? Oh, you're you're putting you're messing me up. Thank I you. am. Yeah. Okay. If it's Spider Man, you know, just like with the Star Wars stuff, I kind of typically will, will will go along with it. You know, certain things. But if it was, oh. Uh, yeah, you know, if it was like Batman or Superman doing something, and I was because there for a while I was getting a bunch of the Batman Superman stuff, and then when they had the crossovers into everything, it's like you know I don't care about these other books. I, 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 or or when the Hulk, you know, uh, the Del Keon Hulk's line, you remember when he was doing those oh, yeah. for a while, and they had a bunch of uh, crossovers, and I was like, I, I just want to see Del Keon's art. I don't, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I like how Peter David was writing, you know, the, his his style of writing at the time. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but I, I didn't. Nope, nope, not gonna do it. If I didn't. So, all right. So That's here's, a, here's opinion, another yes, weird question for you. <clears throat> so, what's your just, just? And this is not I'm trying to put you on the spot. What's your one of your least favorite Marvel characters? Who? You, Tommy. Me? Oh, golly! You know. What about Doctor Strange? Oh, you know, uh, you yeah, doctors, you know, I like, okay, this is the people are going to just turn off the stream now. No, all, all, <laughs> I, all I need is because I'm trying to find because I know you like Sp- Spider-Man. We talked about that before. Yeah. All, all I really need is just a, a, another character that you don't really like. So I can, I can, I can oh. ask you some questions. Oh, you already said you would buy the Spider-Man thing if it continued, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for the movie stuff, I you're gonna you and Barry are gonna hate. You know, y'all. I've already said this. Avengers. Before. I don't like. I don't really like Captain America. What? I like all the X Men. I, I, I like all the X Men people, but I don't. I don't like the Avengers stuff. I don't like. I like Hulk. The Hulk was cool. I thought the Hulk was cool. I like the Hulk. So listen, but, uh, here's my question. Thor, I can do. I can do. I love movie Thor. I love Fat Thor. Fat Thor is cool so as can here's be. My question: You're reading Spider Man. Yep. And it says to be continued into the Avengers. Now you love that issue, right? Uh, so you're gonna. Are you gonna go buy the Avengers? Probably. Okay. So probably. Now here's the geek question for you. Okay. Where are you going to put Avengers in your box? That issue of the Avengers. Where are you going to put it in your box? Oh, you mean do I keep it in line with the? No, they don't. They don't touch my 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 Spider-Man books. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere off to the side. <laughs> after our, you mean after just to read the storyline, so I know what's going on. Right. So yeah. so right, you, you've got all your you've got all your Spider-Man back to back to back, right? Yeah. Yes, and, and they're in numerical order. Where yeah, front absolutely. Back, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. So that Spider-Man story continues into the Avengers, which you don't buy. 
So you don't have a spot for the Avengers. No. Where do you put that Avengers comic book? It's in a stack somewhere. It's, it's, not, it's not yeah, it's stack in some <laughs> random stack I'll never look at again. It'll be, and then if, like, maybe if it was a circumstance where, like, if, if say, you and I were hanging out and you were getting the event, I'd just read yours, and I wouldn't go buy it. <laughs> you know, there's no way I would buy it. Yeah, and, and, and it's not going to get in a bag, and it's for sure the heck it's not going to get boarded, and it's just going to get, it's going to get shoved to the side. So and why do you want to read that story wow. again in, in, in the next year? You're not going to read that You're not? <laughs> All right, Roberta, where do you put yours? If that, that same example happens to you, where do you put I yours? I unfortunately would have to start a whole new line. <laughs> just, and I'd wonder, I, and I, I am one of those people that will go, well, I'll, I'll buy one more just to see if I like it. Oh. Or no. you would buy one more of the other title that you didn't Of the buy. other title I didn't know. Really? I That's might. interesting. I might do that. See, you know, I mean, I, think, I buy new stuff, or I used to, that is. I would buy new stuff that came out all the time. I would buy something new to see if I liked it or not. But if it's something that I know that I really wasn't getting into before, I wouldn't get the next one just to continue. And just to find out if I still like it or not. Now, well, if I didn't like it, that's different. That's true. Right. If the art was cool, you know, at that point, I have to switch from the collector side of liking the storyline to the because I was making comics. You know, I would want to try to learn from the art. Um, you know, I might would collect some stuff that I I probably wouldn't read, but I would definitely collect it just for the artwork, <laughs> just so I could learn stuff. But uh, no. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I'm giving my extra copies to Roberta. So, Pete, what about you? Where, where do you put it? I'd start a new. Start collecting Avengers. Would you buy it? Would, Would you I buy, buy it? it? Yeah. So, if you're um, reading Spider Man and it continues into, and of course, you like the Spider Man stuff, and it continues into a book that you don't read, would you buy that book? To read the Spider-Man story. Probably, if I'm not, not reading that book already, I don't think I'm going to go, oh, I'll start reading. Uh, that said, I've done that in the past with Mark yeah. these big elaborate things. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll get, the, get that Yeah, issue. because the, the next time you read Spider-Man, you'll be lost because you've missed the part of the story, right? Yeah, sometimes the comic shop will say, oh, this storyline finishes in this this book, so we've got this for you. Do you want yeah. it? And I was like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. I'm not going to start then collecting that run, I don't think. Okay. All right. Good. Good. So, when you get that comic, where do you put it in your collection? I would file it probably behind that story, actually. Okay. Oh. Well, I so that you could read it past. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you would be able to read it in order. If it's just order. a one-off, then yeah, because I know what goes with that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis, same question. What about you? Do you do you buy the comic that you don't normally buy so that you can get the whole the the story? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll do it. Um, you know, with the caveat that like if I if I pick up the uh, the the next book, the the guest appearance book or the crossover book, and it doesn't isn't to my liking, you know, I won't pick it up. Um, um, and if it's too far blown, like like Marvel kind of went off the rails with like Civil War and stuff like that. Oh man, just, yeah, oh absolutely. I can't keep up with this. You know, it was just it was just like this is ridiculous. So, so yeah, I, I, but normally I would buy it. Yeah, yeah, you know, the only thing that ticks me because off you is want the story. Yeah, yeah. Although, although I don't like when there has been times where you buy it and it's like, okay, here's the story, and 
It's like two panels. That character shows yes. up. Oh, right. oh. It's, it's like, is that is that Jared Devil eating a hot dog? Yeah. And then it just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, and, 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 then, and then when the Daredevil issue starts, he's like, boy, am I full? Like, see, issue 12. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. what this happened? Is what we put off this hot dog. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so like um, dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think, I think it can be abused, you know, and I know that we at, at Malibu did it. Yeah. Um, I liked it because we didn't have a billion titles, so it was it was kind of reasonable, and it didn't happen too often. Yeah. Um, and then, and as I far think as early Marvel was probably the same way. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Totally. I, and I mean, things really went off the rails with Marvel too back in the '90s when Wolverine made a guest appearance in every book. Yeah. Like, no really every it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, why is Wolverine in this and that? And then they had this comic book called Mort the Dead Teenager. Why, why, why is Wolverine in that? You know, um, well, I just look, don't like one of Wolverine's claws in that panel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then as far as filing it, um, I would, I always just do it alphabetically. So if it's like a title that um, I don't normally get, I would put it in the A section or the or the B section or, or something. Even like. if it was the only one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, that's, that's right. the way I'm wired. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, I, I'm, I'm similar. I too would would buy the comic. If assuming I like the story, I would buy the comic that I don't normally buy, so that I could get the rest of Spider Man's story because I don't want them. I don't want to miss out on on part of the story. I don't want to buy the next Spider Man issue and then be lost because yeah. I didn't pick up whatever comic that was that the the story yeah. continued in. Mm -hmm. I don't like an unfinished story, you know. No, I yeah, it just oh, it uncomfortable. Just... Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I guess that separates the, the just the pure collective from the person who actually likes to read the comics. So, oh, I need to like the stories. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just I'm just hoarding comics. Yeah. yeah. How about if it was yeah. the reverse thing? We're talking about if it was something that you're you're Spider Man. Say it was an well, you you read Avengers, but say you didn't read Avengers, okay. right? And all of a sudden, it continued in your Spider Man book, and then. So you weren't reading the Avengers stuff, and then all of a sudden that issue of Spider-Man, you open up and the Avengers are there doing something, and you're like, this has continued from before. Would you go in backwards to get the one where the Avengers popped up in your Spider-Man book just to see why they were there? It and would, would you follow it out to whatever? Because then it would go to Captain America or whatever. And then so, would, so that's a good question. So I, I would say it depended on probably who was the editor-in-chief at Marvel at the time. <laughs> because... <laughs> If Shooter was the editor in chief, you you know that you would have gotten a couple of uh, captions to explain things to you. Yeah, right. And didn't they usually have a sheet? Sometimes they would print a thing saying that this storyline followed through. Blah 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 blah. You remember know, how they I don't did remember that? Ever getting one of those in the nineteen eighties. Um, I mean, maybe. Maybe, I, maybe I I'm making it up. Sometimes no, in the back they would do it for the big ones, like like when. Oh yeah, like or like a checklist, basically. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the pages. It's not like it was an insert or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Um, um, oh shoot, where was I going with that? Um, I yeah. So so Marvel used to be really good about saying, you know, hey, here's you know here's a couple of captions. If we're if you're coming in on the middle of the story, and even if you're not coming in on the middle of the story, just to catch you up, here's kind of what you've missed. Mm -hmm. And so you could read that that one page, and boom, 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 you're caught up, you know, yeah. with, a, with a really quick summary, and not really feel like you've missed too much. Mm -hmm. So, but to answer yeah. your question directly, 
I would say it depends on on who it is and what the story is. Uh, if it was if it was a team that I absolutely could not stand at all, um, no, I probably would not go buy the book. Uh, if it was a team that I was middle of the road on, I'm like, ah, okay, let me go buy it because I like Spider-Man and if Spider-Man's in this story, yeah, uh, in their story, then I'd kind of like to have the first part and see how he got from there to this situation, you know? Yeah. Like when we had the Infinity Gauntlet stuff running through everything there, you'd had to, you know, you, you almost had to get every book that Marvel put out because Thanos and the Stones, yeah. you remember all that mess yeah. when he started yeah, in didn't... Silver Surfer? Luckily, I was getting Silver Surfer at the time, so it was kind of fun. So, yeah. I, but then, then you go, I'm not getting all these other books. I'm just not, I'm just not. So, did you, you know, get the other books? Not really. I, no, you I know, made I a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Fruitbat36 says, hola! What's up, Fruitbat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, so all right. Uh, anybody else about that particular question? That was fun. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I guess here's the question. We could probably all start thinking about some of the continued stories that we like. Can you think of any standalone stories that you like? Mm, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, it is. And, and, and this is part of the reason I asked this is because I really had to rack my brain trying to think what standalone stories did I what 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 single issue story <laughs> stuck with me over time and i could only think of one oh i'm gonna do a quick search <laughs> you can't just google what what standalone <laughs> stories did thomas Mormonti like i'm gonna pull up my amazing spider-man run of okay. stuff and then see if i can't see a cover and go yeah that was that was a bottle episode you will right? you will remember the one that i mentioned then because it's a spider-man story it, but anybody, anybody got any? any? Yeah, yeah there, there was one that I loved about Daredevil. Okay, and it was it was really unusual. But the cover was like it was like kind of like a like it was Matt Murdock goes to a town and he doesn't he can't even he doesn't even talk. He goes to like some backwood kind of you know rural town with a corrupt sheriff and uh, so somewhere goes, up in New York. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. <laughs> and and I'm um, trying to get in trouble. Yeah, and he gets he kind of he, it's a no costume story, and he kind of you know gets get, has a run in with the law and defeats them, totally not in costume, but he is Matt Murdock, and it was a great story, and it, but it was it, looking back on it now that was totally uh, an inventory story, mm. you know, yeah. and um, I remember, I remember the cover mm-hmm. specifically had like the the corrupt sheriff's face, and then he had like the Ray Ban uh, sunglasses, and you could oh, see yeah. Matt Murdock being kind of like held back, like he's about to get beat up. Um, it was a, Beautifully, oh, I, think I remember book. that cover. Yeah, yeah, it was. A I great don't remember book. that story, but <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a great book, but and but it was weird because Matt Murdock was a mutant. It, you know, that was the strange thing. You know, but um, yeah, yeah. So that would that would that and um and your 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 one shot Arrow. That was the one um oh. one shot that stood out. I remember that. You know, actually, I, I wanted would, more of Arrow. I would give lots of hearts right here. If I could. <laughs> <laughs> That's me hitting the heart button, yeah. Curtis. <laughs> oh, I still remember the cover, right? It's like from from the pages of the protect. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you, yeah, do you remember the, the the word balloon on it? 
something about I'll sh- something along the lines of I'll shoot or you know I've got an arrow for you too, pal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I and, that, and that was one of the only um like superhero one shots I remember from um the Protectors era. I think. Yeah, I think I, I picked one up the other day, and I think I have it set aside. I'm gonna send it to Pete. I think. Yeah. Uh, I can't Pete. find it right here right now. Uh, yeah, but I figured Pete needed a copy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great cover. I remember that. Oh, look at this! Here we go. Eric says, "Arrow was great." Hi, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right, it was a good, good. It was, it was a fun one. I wish there was more of Arrow. Thank you, Arrow. Thank you, Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Eric. <laughs> I am, I am ninety nine percent sure that was the text of the cover. That's why part of one of the reasons yeah. I was trying to find it because yeah. uh, uh, I, I didn't want to like misquote it, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's what it said. Um, I've got an arrow for you too, pal. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, all right, so Berta, any yes. standalone stories that can't think of any? Can't think of any. Yep. Can't think of any. Honestly, yeah, not even one. Work that way, I don't know. Yep, Pete can't think of any either. Well, just, well I don't know. Hellboy. They do a lot of one shots of Hellboy. They're always oh. well written, well self contained. But but, I... but but are there any that? You can just think of that was the story. Yeah, I, I really like that one. No, my, mate, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't really do it. Yeah. So Tommy, I can see Tommy still searching. I'll t- Tommy, I I'll am, you, here's I the only one that I can think of, anything. and this will probably. I'm jog, looking at all these memory. covers too, and I'm like, I don't even remember what was in these books. The kid who collects Spider-Man. What's happening? Do you not remember that one? No. If you're looking at the co- if you're looking at the covers, you know what number it was. Yeah, number two forty eight. Two forty eight. Yeah, and it is a standalone story. I've got that one. What's that? I got. I've got that one. Yeah. Uh, so you're written by Roger Stern, one of my favorite writers. Uh, penciler was Ron Friends, inked by Terry Austin. Um, yeah. Um, a good story. Just a just a standalone story, but it it you know it was about this kid whose favorite hero was was Spider Man, and he collected Spider Man, and he got to meet his hero. So yeah, it's yeah. It really that's the, I'm you know that's that stood out to me. That's the only one, but that's but here's the problem. That's the only standalone story I can remember. Every yeah. other story I could, you know, rack my brain of, they were all continued stories. Had some sort of uh, continuation going yes. from one thing to the next. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I can't, I'm, I'm looking at cover after cover after cover and I can't remember what was going on. At the, I mean, obviously I know, the, right. you know, Venom and stuff and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, all of the annuals, right? All of the, right. every book had an annual. Those were like all pretty much standalone stories for the most part. But, but, uh, so... so no, but, well, I can't, I don't know specifically about the the Spider Man, but the Avengers were almost all part of the regular storyline. Were they? Yeah, uh, Nuclo was part of. Um, well, of course, Inglehart wrote it, so it was part of the the Inglehart story that he was doing. <laughs> God, cool. I'm having problem remember the annuals now. I need to see the covers like you. Eric's got one. He says X Factor number eighty seven, the psychiatrist issue, uh, Roger Stern, Frank Miller, Captain America, Marvel fanfare issue. Oh, these are two different okay. ones. 
uh, X Men Factor uh, X Factor eighty seven, the psychiatrist issue, and then Roger Stern, Frank Miller, Captain America, Marvel fanfare issue. I don't I just, think I got that far with the X Factor. I just found the cover. I threw it in the private chat, but um, yeah, that. Yeah, was, uh, let me see if I can. I yeah. can share this cover. 219. Great, great issue. I don't, I don't know who did it, but it was so cool. When was that? Oh, that was cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, 2019. No, I wasn't. Uh, I've been collecting X Factor for a while. Yeah, that's the one. Great issue. That's one of those books that I read so much that like the spine got all creased and you know before I was like collecting I, I just remember like some of them I taped together because I read it so much. That was mm. I, I, and I love the word balloon on here. Mm -hmm. We got a nasty rotten little town here, stranger. We need to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I really do miss uh, miss word balloons on uh on comics oh yeah it was like a trailer for for a movie yeah you know right and uh, yeah I, I um and i may just take upon myself to start adding them back <laughs> <laughs> well, i love i love that that one issue of cat and mouse and, and pete did the cover for it where you know mouse was standing over a cat and it just evoked those kind of more classic kind of storytelling driven yeah you know, I, lo I love that cover Turn out great. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh, love this comic here. This comment here. Fruit Bad Thirty Six says comics are meant to be read. Yes, I agree. Except for Tommy. Well, I like looking <laughs> at them too. Uh, right. I, 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 I kind of read. This? I, I love my son. This was just delicious. Oh, to me. <laughs> is he going to bring me one? He's right down the road. He can bring me, run me one. No, no, the delivery service just ended. Oh, man. <laughs> I was the final delivery. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So. Uh, all right, let me go. Uh, uh, Tommy, you're gonna have to pull out the kid who collects Spider-Man uh, two two forty eight um, and uh, read it again. And I think I, I think it'll jog your memory. It's a good story. Yeah. No, I remember um, the cover. Yeah. In, in fact, I'm happened. I, I just I didn't realize this, but uh, looking at the Wikipedia here, it says the comic was selected as the top ten Spider-Man story, one of the top ten Spider-Man stories of all time by oh, Wizard. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh boy, I could really go into some other Spider-Man stories that I really liked, but I, I won't because that's not what this is. So let's talk about so so continue stories. Mm -hmm. When you have a mini series, which is pretty much all we do here at uh, Silverline, uh, just for you know lots of reasons, but uh, I mean I know that there are probably several of us, maybe even those of us on the stream, who would love to be a part of a, a of an ongoing series. Um, but you know, the, uh, for for us, there's there's time issues, money issues, um, all kinds of things that kind of just prohibit that from from happening. So, um, so a, a mini series is generally going to be a quote unquote continued story, right? So, like for instance, Silverland Tima, that's mm -hmm. a four part story, and it starts in the first issue, it ends with the the issue four, right? Is that any different, better, or worse than, say, a four-part story that happens in Spider-Man? Um, from a buyer's point of view, you're, you know you're only committed for four issues. 
And I think, and I think our, our publishers have grasped that now. Marvel and DC are doing short, shorter runs. Yeah, you realize people commit for six issues, um, unless it's a big title like Spider Man or Batman or somewhere where they just can keep them running. Yeah, the smaller ones they realize their shelf life is probably only going to be about six issues, so let's just do short runs, and people keep coming back for the next one if they like it. But. Um, well, yeah, Tommy. Like uh, Tommy, tends to be three and four issues per story, and that, that, yeah, I like that. I'll get a self-contained story done. Yeah, uh, Fruitbat Thirty Six says ongoing series though sometimes would be chunked into a string of miniseries. Anyway, I agree with that, and I think that I think that we see a lot of that. Today, probably, I would say probably this probably started uh, around the late '80s, early maybe even early '90s, when the trade paperbacks slash you know quote unquote graphic novels became uh, popular, because that's when publishers realized, oh, we can collect this up into a trade and in in get more money. So, so it did, it did, it did change the the form. I mean, I know it changed the format, but did it change the the creative decision making? Is would you would you believe that that's that's the Oh, One of the absolutely. And, and, and you think about this as an editor, right? Mm-hmm. If you are if you are the Spider-Man editor mm-hmm. and let's just say you're working with a notorious a team that is notoriously late mm-hmm. instead of just firing them. Right. Because you've got a schedule. <laughs> well, no, I mean, listen, yeah, no, right, right, right. instead of just right. firing them because you've got a yeah. schedule to keep. Yeah. You let them do what they can. But you say, all right, look, you guys are going to do this four issue series. I'm going to get somebody else to do a four issue story that follows you. Mm. You guys just work on it. You're still, you're my regular team. Right. You work on this story. I'm going to get someone else to do and maybe not even a four issue, maybe just a two issue thing. Right. Um, to give this the, the, the guys who are a little slow to give them a, a chance to kind of catch up and and, you know, start working on the next thing. And you, you can intentionally plan that if you know they're going to tell a little four-issue story. That, okay, look, here's your four-issue story. Now I'm going to slot somebody else in here for uh, the next two issues. Boom, you guys are back again for another four-issue story or a six-issue story, you know? That makes perfect sense, you know? Because I remember the first book that I worked on creatively, the, the Black September book, right? When that came out, I mean, I was one of two color designers on it. So there was so the color design switched, and then we had like three different pencilers or four different pencilers, yeah. just in that one book to get it to hit hit deadline, right? And it can be kind of jarring, right? So yeah, oh yeah, kind yeah. of head like that is I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Have, have you folks ever encountered? Because I encounter this, and this people will go like like I'll talk about somebody like a friend of mine will hear about that I'm working on comic. They go, oh, that's great. I'll wait till the graphic novel comes out. I don't like buying flop. Yeah. I hear that sometimes. <laughs> And it's like you better support the floppies so that we can get to the point that the graphic novel right. comes yeah. out, man. You know, that's right. Yeah, it's like if you don't support the floppies, there might not be a graphic novel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that drives me bonkers. You, you, that. Yeah, and you want to, you kind of want to say, you know, the graphic novel is made from all of those those floppies, right? So you know, yeah. Well. So you guys know this, and this is something that, that y'all might not encounter as, as much as as. Uh, I feel like I do, but working in the university, there is very much a bias toward the term comic books, right? If you, do, I, I, I kid you not. Listen, I got kids that come in my class, right? And I'll say, okay, you know, of course, the first days I usually ask and try to find out what their experience is. Um, 
And I'm like, oh, well, tell me what kind of comic books you read. Oh, I don't read comic books. I read graphic novels. No, you don't. So, so tell up. me what, what, what graphic novel did you read? Well, I, I read Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt. And I'm like, so you know that that was published. That's just comic books that they took and they put them all in one. What? Yeah. Oh, oh I, I like the Watchmen graphic novel. I'm like, yeah. you, you realize that was just 12 issues that they collected and put all in one. Well, 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 well I, 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 I like graphic novels, not comic books. <laughs> yeah, you know, graphic novel is a format. You know, it's a comic book. It's still, even though it is a graphic novel, it's still a comic book, you morons. What? <laughs> That's basically, still... I, I don't watch TV shows. I watch TV seasons. Thank you. Very <laughs> much. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's still a comic book. It, uh, it's just, that's just the format. A graphic novel is like a trade paperback. Come on. I'm gonna remember, Curtis, I'm going to steal that quote from you. Uh, it's it, it, for anybody that needs to use it to, to fight off uh, ignorance in comic book industry. I don't watch TV shows. I watch TV seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, this yeah. is looking great. I just love watching your line weight. How, just seeing how you how you work that. That's great. What you working on? I'm not working on nothing. I'm working on my own book. I drew this. <laughs> Should look oh, yeah. familiar to you, Pete. <laughs> yeah, Pete as long as it looks familiar. No, 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 no. You've never seen it before. Oh, <laughs> look at that guy. You're not going to do that one traditional. Uh, oh, too late now. Yeah. You know, I haven't even thought about it. Yeah, I need to start doing, yeah. I thought that was a prime candidate for it, but that's no, fine. Whatever, do what you like. Why? <laughs> trying so hard. People are going to get watching live and direct the relationship between pencilers and inkers, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, fine. You do what you like. Why do I bother? So, Pete, Pete, I have nothing to. You see, I'm being quiet. I have nothing to say. You're right, Pete. I should have done this one on paper. Whoop, whoops, whoopsie. I'm gonna print it on paper and then say that I did it on paper. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, ouch, no. <laughs> and this, of course, folks, for those of you who uh, who can actually see the uh, the video there, this is a page from Trunks number four. Looks oh, great. Yeah. yeah, page page five. That Is should have been done on paper, but the the yeah, inker was not paying attention. <laughs> Is is it going to be four issues, Roland? Or mm -hmm. what, what's yeah? Yep, it's going to be four issues. So this is the um, this is the final part of that story. That's not to say there won't you know there can't ever be more Trumps because you know I mean it's an it's it's not an ongoing series, but the this world can certainly could certainly stand to have more uh more stories about it sure definitely so, but yeah uh no i'm i'm, I'm excited uh, about it it's, it's always fun to see you know see it come to life on the screen too like this yeah it was, it was, it was, tim tk wrote that uh craft um blog about an interview you for it i didn't realize that you were saying that it would it came to you when playing pinochle with the family yeah yeah. yeah, that's cool. Well, and if you and uh, so for those who who might play Pinochle, and of course the first two issues have been out now. So, um, so a Pinochle, if you play the game, a Pinochle is literally a, a pairing of the um, Jack of Diamonds and the Queen of Spades. If you have those two cards, you have a Pinochle. Mm 
all right? Uh, as far as points go, that's worth like four points. If you have a double pinochle, like if you have both Jack of Diamonds and both Queen of Spades, that's worth 30 points. So that's what you try to, uh, that's what you try to get, right? When you're passing cards with your partner before you start, you know, playing out the hand, you're trying to get either a double pinochle or a double marriage, something like that. And a double marriage is literally just a king and a queen. Uh, or marriage is a king and a queen. A double marriage is a king and a queen of this of the same suit. So, for instance, both kings of, of uh, hearts and both queens of hearts. That would give you a double marriage. Um, obviously, and those that has to be in trumps. Whatever whatever suit is trumps. If you have a um, a, a double marriage in a uh, just a, one of the other suits, it's just uh, a smaller point count, right? Um, you always want to be the one who gets it so that you can determine which suit is Trump's. And that's part of the, the excitement of playing Pinochle. Um, but yeah, a, 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 a Pinochle is a Jack of Diamonds and a Queen of Spades. And for anyone who paid attention reading, uh, you'll notice that the, the Jack of Diamonds and the Queen of Spades had a relationship in the comic. So, uh, obviously I didn't call it a Pinochle, um, but you know, if you played Pinochle, you'll you'll recognize that that pairing. So, yeah, I really like yeah. it. It's a high 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 concept. You know, I mean, that's it's cool. It's really cool. Well, you you probably remember you know when you were a kid, you played uh you know a game called War with cards, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and so um it was just one of those things that you know the family was playing cards and and uh for some reason my you know you know how the creative brain works my brain just went you know wouldn't it be cool if uh, all of these were like kingdoms and and they were actually at war with one another and the dimes or diamonds were fighting the club so they could be trunks and have all the power and you know and i and then, of course then right then i'm like that would be a cool story actually <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I made note of it and eventually came back, uh, came back to it. And um, that's how the, that's how the comic was born. That's cool. But do you, do you, do you, do you folks as creators feel like sometimes people are forcing a story into a format when it's supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like, 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 okay, it has to be a miniseries because it's marketable. Somebody does that or, 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 or it really suits it, the thing actually suits being, a short mini series and somebody forces it and spreads it out into a long thing. Or do you, have you found oh that gosh. generally speaking, everybody kind of makes it work how it should? I don't know. Well, I see Pete's uh, wheels turning. So I'll answer while his, 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 yeah. his brain is, is ticking early in the morning over there. Um, my biggest problem with a lot of stuff that I read, and I read a lot of independent comics today. Yeah. Uh, my biggest problem with a lot of stuff that I read is that nothing happens in the, in the book. Um, you know, I'll pick up an independent comic and, you know, read 22 pages and I'm like, well, nothing really happened, you know? Um, yeah, okay. Maybe it looks good. And, and, you know, maybe there was a couple of exciting scenes, but, but, but at the end of the story, what happened? And, and, you know, of course the, the term for this, and, and we could talk, we probably spent a whole uh, session talking about it, but you know, the, the bigger term for this is called decompressed storytelling. And I think that's a big issue in a lot of uh, a lot of comics today is that they just just not a lot happens in the comics. And I like stuff to happen. You know, I, I want you know, I want to be enticed to to by the character. I want to I want to know who the character. I mean, one of the worst things you can do is read a comic book and at the end of the say, wait a minute, that, that main dude, you know, what was his name? 
Listen, if you get to the end of the comic and you can't even remember the guy's name, <laughs> there's a problem. You know, there's a problem in this, and 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 it's not with the artist; it's with the writer. Um, and, and you know, I, I put because you know because I teach writers, I I put I put the blame on the writers for just about every problem in comics. Uh, my students will read something and they'll say, well, I was confused at this and that. And I'm like, well, that's the writer's fault then. Well, what was it the writer's fault? Like, well, because if you're confused, the writer didn't tell you something that you needed to be told, you know? And I said, well, couldn't the artist have messed it up? I was like, well, the artist really kind of draws what the, the, the writers kind of instruct them to draw one way or the other. Yeah. I confused about what, the action in the panel, then maybe. But if you're confused about the story at large, nope, that's not the artist's fault. You got to blame the writer for that one. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people in and um, in um, animation and you know storyboard artists and directors. And sometimes their one of their biggest complaints is that things aren't resolved in the script, and so then they have to spend extra time doing the storyboards or planning out the shots to make up for continuity issues or yep. storytelling issues. And so they're kind of almost doing the writing job for the writer to make sure the product comes out and people can understand what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that makes perfect sense. You know, and, you know one, it's, it's funny. One of the, uh, uh, and then I'll shut up and let Pete answer. One of the, the one of the, one of the most common uh, complaints I get from students um, is uh, it's setting. They'll read something and they'll say, well, I, I don't I don't know where this is ha- where this is taking place. I don't know where the story is. I don't know when this is. And maybe they knew the first time. But when when a scene transitions from one scene to another, there's no captions there to tell them. And there's nothing to identify, you know, there's nothing to identify. It. But you know what? You know what the funny thing is? They turn around and they write their scripts. With those <laughs> exact same issues. And yeah. they say, oh, well, the art will tell the reader that we've transitioned <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, this is a comic book and it's meant to be read. There's no sound. The pictures yeah. don't move. So when you transition, all you got to do is put a little caption that just says next place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like them. Um, Klaus Jansen in that, that DC book to um, penciling. I mean, he gave that great, and I, I see not everybody does it, but he said, even when you have a fight scene, um, he goes in every page, you have to have, even if you have speed lines, you have to have one panel. At least mm-hmm. one panel shows the environment to recalibrate everybody where they're right. at. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's, a, you know, of course, Tommy's heard this before. And I think that's one of the things, uh, one of the, the disadvantages of the technology that we have. Uh, I am thankful for, you know, the print on demand technology because it allows us to do what we do. But, it also allows <laughs> anybody to make a comic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody uh, has the microphone. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. And and I think that for me, that's what happens when, you know, again, I, I buy a lot of independent books. And so that's what happens is I end up getting some and I'm just going, you know, if only you had had an editor to tell you nothing happens in this story please take what you've written in this 22 pages and make it happen in 12 and then give me more meat. You, did you do that, Curtis? I don't think you did that. Did you, did you in do what? that? Uh, when, when, in our first note swapping things, that wasn't oh, one no, of the you, things I said. You, 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 you helped me with that because that was one of the big things is I, I, 
I wanted to have so much of the backstory and all this stuff. That's right. right. Your your big news was like, you got to hit the ground running and get moving and kind of get people in. And the funny thing is, is I, you know, you know, afterwards I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know. Let me think about it. And I went and played a video game, right? And I was playing this video game where they had this long cinematic in the beginning. There's like five minutes. And I'm like, can I play the freaking game? Like, I don't. And you were like, I'm like, come on. Like, I bought the game so I can play the game. And I'm hearing all this stupid stories telling stuff. God damn it. Roland's right. You know? <laughs> so, so I, I, I and, and I think, I think the thing. You didn't outright say it, but the thing I think the inference was is it's, it's kind of like when you do editing for like film or, or TV, it's like that story did happen. All that stuff in the backstory did happen. It's just the audience is coming in at this point in the timeline. Right. All yeah. that stuff that happened before, it can still have happened. There's no problem. But we're just trying to figure out where the window of opportunity is for the readership right. to come in. And I think I think that was kind of how I reconciled the difference of all the stuff that was going on in my head and then how to work the storytelling was – was that I I know that, but what yeah. does the audience need to know, and what should they know? Right. You know? And, and if you ever come to a point in the story where they need to know that, well, then you just tell them in a really short flashback. Hey, here's here's what you need to know before we move on. You know, yeah. but no flashbacks um, at the beginning of a comic book. I think that was. The- oh my gosh! Yeah, don't do flashbacks <laughs> at the beginning of a comic. Uh, and I have done them before, so I I, I know how they don't work. I, I I have done them, but yeah, you don't want to do flashbacks at the beginning of a comic because it, it messes, it messes with the, the story structure and it confuses readers, you know? So, and you certainly don't want to do dream sequences, which I've done before too, at, to open up a story. Um, because those all, yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a couple other comments here. Uh, Fruitback says ongoing series though sometimes will be chunked into a string of miniseries anyway. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what a lot of, um, um, ongoing series do now is that they 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 literally are just a string of mini series um they're on they're quote unquote ongoing but it's it's a string of of mini series and he says yep it's done all the time uh typos and he says unless you're frank miller and bill sinkevich yeah on electra assassin as far as the transitions goes (laughs) yeah i mean you know there's exceptions to every rule uh, and, and, I, and I think, you know, the, the thing about it is, and the thing I think we have to realize is, um, um, as far as we understand more because we speak the comic language. So there are things that we can see and understand that a non-comic book person is not going to, to read and understand. And I think the thing you have to, to make a decision as a creator is are you going to write for the comic book audience only? Are you going to write for a, a broader audience and hope that you can get some readers in who don't normally read comics? Now, I know I know my answer to that question. My answer to that question is I would love for my comics to be read by people who don't normally read comics. And mm-hmm. so I don't want them to, to – I don't – I can't expect them to know what a Frank Miller, Bill Sienkiewicz – captionless, you know, Electra uh, transition is, you know, I don't want to confuse them and, and literally putting in a single caption, a, a tiny little caption just says, you know, an hour later, that, that doesn't hurt anything, you know, go ahead, Pete. I'll shut up. I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> move on. I think you said it all. Move on. 
I'm so sorry. I got on a teacher roll there, didn't I? <laughs> I uh, Curtis said something about the uh, uh, the should we do? I think it. Yeah, I'm not wording it right, but doing the the short stories, you know, like four issues stories and stuff, it just makes it for us being that we don't have the the super payroll to do, you know, a, a continuing right book it's just easier for us and so why not do a short little four story and then that way we can package it as a trade at the end yep. and then when we take it to shows it's uh you know uh, it's easier to especially when people don't know your books just to have several trades rather than That's you right. know 20 i mean that I've, I've told you about when i went to pensacon you know it's i i tried not to take all of these single books and just try to take trades right and you said you did so well i did well yeah i did much better doing not just loading up my table with a whole bunch of stuff and just had you know little small smaller books boom 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 right and so i i the, curtis you said something about that a while ago but i think that's for us for Silverline, for most uh independent uh comic folks it's it's easier to sell you know four issues five issue compact little stories you know and then you know you can have your your volume two that kind of continues what's going on but you know let it be done let it be done you know four issues four issues four issues four yeah. issues yeah. And, and, and if the character's working and if you got more stories or characters are working and you've got more stories to tell well you just do another miniseries you yeah know? and then yeah. if it doesn't work, work you move on to the next thing that's right and don't worry about it yeah that's <laughs> kind of how it would work if it was an ongoing series, right? You would tell one story exactly. and go to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, like having that little bit of break between miniseries, um, hopefully, if it's a good creative team, you come back refreshed and with new stuff. It doesn't drag on. Like sometimes if you have to hit that monthly schedule over and over again to keep mm. every month the story fresh and the art at a certain level, right? I mean, I would think that at least at the independent level, there's an advantage to that too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why it's like <clears throat> Wubba, if you're still listening, I'm 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 so ready to to you know get onto the story that that you know, he signed up to uh, uh he signed on to draw the first place, you know. Yeah. Um because there's some exciting new things happening there. I'm I'm just ready to you know to get onto that. You know, I'm going to be able to do things that I kind of wanted to do with Cat and Mouse uh before. Uh, Fruit Bat says, always start as close to the action as possible. He said that's a Will Eisner uh, lesson right there. Um, and I think in, in storytelling, uh, one of the ways that we put that very same thing is, um, um, you know, well, you've always heard uh, in Media Race, right, which is start in the middle. But um, uh, early, early, let's see, wait a late, late in, early out. Right? Late in to the scene early out of the scene. Oh, it's like for the cliffhanger, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it is, I don't need to see characters always opening doors and entering rooms and taking off their jackets and hanging the clothes <laughs> up, right? Yeah. I, I, those are just actions that... Now, if you've got narrative that you need that space for... Because they're 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 going through some kind of you know like a thought process. Fine, great, busy it up, right? But if all you're doing is putting, I mean, Pete, really, let me ask you a question. You and I are doing a comic book, okay? Yeah. And we only got so many pages. 
Do you want to draw pages of a guy walking into a room, hanging up his coat, throwing down his keys? Because um, no, they're probably the more difficult pages to draw. Or, or, or would you rather draw him punching someone, uh, making that someone you know fly across the building and crash, smash into the, the wall next to him? Of course. Right. Why, why, why wouldn't you want to draw that? Exactly. <laughs> And, and and this is the problem I see in a lot of independent comics is they fill the pages. And, and the thing about it is they fill the pages up with these these panel after panel after panel of this really boring stuff. And it's like, I really don't need to see the character doing all these things. Again, if you if you have, you're like, well, I really have this this information that I got to get to the reader here. And, and that's OK. Good. Then, then you can do that and, and, and put text in it. Right. But I'm kind of see. hoping after this page, Pete drew a whole bunch of them sleeping because it would be really, really <laughs> fun. Pages of people just lying on the floor asleep. Yeah, just sleep with the lights off. That would be really good. And and you know them, them. Uh, you know, every now and again, I don't want to see draw people using the bathroom, but they, they got to go to the bathroom every now and again. We can we yeah. need to have some really slow panels of people just doing normal stuff. I let, I let you in on a, on a secret. I'm actually I've jumped ahead because I was going to draw page uh, 15. But there's a lot around. Lot, there's a lot of standing around talking. So I was <laughs> 16, 17, 18, and draw, drawing all the action. Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> skip the boring pages, punching. right? I'm drawing the punching. Yeah, you skip the boring pages and you go to the the exciting pages. Yeah, I've got to go back and do it though. Unfortunately, I can't just leave page 15 blank in the book. <laughs> talking. It was talking. <laughs> You did leave page one blank, I think. I, it's just, just a sudden snowstorm swept through. And <laughs> it's just web moons. <laughs> oh, look, our, our friend Aaron Humphrey. He, he, he's poking, uh, poking us right here. He says, look, nerds online. <laughs> oh, boy. That's natural right. habitat of nerds, Aaron. Just All right. <laughs> Haven't you seen the David Attenborough special about nerds in their natural environment? <laughs> no. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What what Aaron doesn't realize is he's he's listening to us, but he's actually looking in a mirror. <laughs> oh. Oh. There we go. go. Shots fire. <laughs> so, Where's the cooking panels? I need a whole bunch of pages of people cooking where they're opening up the, the you know the 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 ground beef and they're frying it and they take. <laughs> Two or three panels of them, you know, crunching up the, you know, you know chopping the, thing, the potatoes you, and all you that. You gotta do of... those kinds of things sometimes because you got, you know, you got to build character. Readers want to love character, right? They, they, as, as, uh, I think Roberta said it earlier, you know, she, she read it the, you know, the next one because she was interested in the characters. And so you've got to build character. You just have to be aware. That, you know, uh, two pages of a character moving through their apartment doing normal stuff with no dialogue is yeah. not building character. I think that's how you hide the dialogue, right? It's kind of like within those, you have them doing interesting yeah, or semi-interesting stuff, you know, So in the here's the thing, and you guys, here's something you guys will all know, right? So if you think about the X-Men, how, well, how loved the X-Men are, right? Do we remember scenes of the X Men sitting around the coffee table and uh, the kitchen table talking about this? No, where 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 did all the personal interaction, character building take place? Danger room in the danger yeah. room, right? 
They had a danger room. They could practice their power. So you could learn as a reader, you could learn their interpersonal relationships with one another while they argued with each other because they were, you know, in the privacy of their own home. But you also learned their powers. You got to see what they could do. Right. And it wasn't visually boring. Well, that, that's kind of like the James Bond movies with, with Q, right? I mean, all the scenes with yeah. Q are to set up all the action later so that you don't have to stop and explain what this device does or how he knows how to use it, you know? And they, they, they kind of load that all in the front and then it's just you're off to the races, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and even a lot of times uh, we see visuals, uh, Q, we see the visuals happen, right? Oh, and look, yeah. this is a... This is a pin that does this. And he accidentally sets it off and somebody conks out and goes to sleep. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful with that, right? It, and it also kind of builds anticipation, right? Because you're like, I know that's going to happen in the movie. I got to keep watching for when he yeah. uses that that thing, right? So, yeah. Uh, Fruitback says, well, the more modern ones, yes. I'm not sure what that's in. Well, during the 90s, there was a lot of X-Men standing around looking sexy. Playing <laughs> <laughs> ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of full page shots of Rogue just sort of standing in and in a short shorts and a crop top. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, Gambit, I mean, there. We, Gambit didn't have a shirt on at all and had a basketball. I'm pretty sure that's the scene. And all the women stood on their toes. No woman had flat feet. Nobody no, right. feel down, right? It was always a certain way. Yeah. What sort of X Men would you be if you couldn't run? <laughs> right. Feet, I can't run. Sorry, Professor X. Yeah, well, yeah. Man says, "Yeah, X Men uh, being boring." Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess you can wear high heels in the battle if you fly. <laughs> that's right? true. This, this is something I have. I'm drawing my my at Trumps at the moment. So I got the got a certain female superhero or hero. Mm-hmm. Um, the one he's drawing at this actually. I'm like, well, yeah, she does have high heels, but how does she fight in those? <laughs> how does that work? She fights really sexy. <laughs> I like. I like. I prefer to put them in boots now. I put them in yes. boots. The boots seem more, yeah, realistic and less offensive uh, <laughs> to lady to womankind. Yes, um, I, 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 I think she could put on high heels when she goes to the ball. Yeah, but uh, when she's she's going to fight, I always feel like boots be... are going to hurt more if you if they land on you. But high heels, <laughs> well, stilettos. You use those as weapons, and you stab an eye out with that. Uh, Aaron says I think one of my favorite scenes in the X-Men when they played a baseball game together I actually remember slower moments in the X-Men storm watering her plants yeah but you also don't like sound effects so (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever remember storm watering her plants but you know I did like that that, that, I forget which episode or which book it was where uh Wolverine was balancing his checkbook. That was oh. a cool one. Yeah. <laughs> balancing his checkbook. Done. He yeah. just cut it to shreds at the end out of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember when Twilight pay- played baseball. Oh, yeah. They were <laughs> hitting it during the uh, when the, the thunder and lightning and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> you, know, you know, one thing that I, I don't think we talked enough about too, but it was so great with X Men was the posing of the characters. Not only did they have iconic movements, but I mean, they had certain gestures and poses. Like Wolverine always had his arms folded over, chomping on a cigar. Yeah. You know, Cyclops always had that classic feet apart. You know, 
pose. You know, I mean, they had, they had great. You could just it wasn't just the silhouettes. You could tell from the poses, their personality, you know. Yeah. And I didn't realize how important that is until I, I started working on, on my book and like, OK, we have like six people in the room talking. Okay, now how about <laughs> you can't have them all with like hands as fists on their on their hips, you know, well, standing all heroic, right? It's, it's like difficult. And, and, the crowd it, oh gosh, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and you remember what uh, one of our conversations was earlier, right? I like don't have them just standing around talking. Have them have them practicing, have them punching each other, yeah. have them exchanging, you know, exchanging blows. Like you're a teacher, put them in those situations. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron, oh, I see what he says. What's that? I, 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 oh yeah. But Aaron's saying, I get what he's saying. Yeah. Aaron says, you don't remember storm creating little storm clouds to water her plants in her loft. I always like how Claremont showed them using their powers for more mundane everyday chores. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't remember that. I do remember this one Wolverine cutting his beer can open with his claw. He does yeah, that with so his cool. I, I do remember that. Yeah, it's like, how can but you I, make alcoholism that cool? Ask Wolverine, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. when the smoking was okay because he has the healing factor, you know, so right. Yeah, we'll try the film, you know? well, it, well, it was he could never get drunk, wasn't it? And that what it was? Yeah, but somebody wrote a wrote like a one shot where it was like he went to a bar with another mutant whose power was to take away powers. So he would do that once a year. But this mean he go for a drink? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I was surprised at uh, in the in the uh, Captain America movie. I never knew that about Captain America. Right. Uh -huh. But in the Captain America uh -huh. movie, you remember there was a scene in there where it said he couldn't get drunk. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't ever remember that in the comic books. No, no, no. I but I think that makes sense. If he's super, super powered and just absorbs yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does make sense. But then uh, Thor can get drunk. Thor likes getting drunk. But this is, okay, but, why would you not make sense of superheroes? It's a comic book. Chill out. Right, exactly. Oh, listen, you you would not believe the conversations we have in my class because they're they'll they'll be sitting there have they'll have a character that can fly, right? And then and then they say, well, that doesn't make sense. Why does this character here? They're doing this and that doesn't make sense for this character. And so my comment is usually, so you believe someone can fly, but you don't believe that this yeah. character can do this thing right. right here? Well. <laughs> Uh, that's that's kind of different. How is that different? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it. It's why it's different. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh. You guys are probably enjoying my class sometimes because uh, some of the conversations we have are are, are pretty interesting. Oh, totally. All right. So my my clock shows that we're uh, we're we're a little bit over our our new time mark. So. Standalone stories versus uh, multi-part stories. Anybody else have anything to, to add or to say about that? I, uh, I like them both. I do like them both. I'm waiting <laughs> for us to start our um, 300 issue run on Silverline Team Up. <laughs> wow. a 300 long story, like, uh, like Walking Dead. She runs for 300 so, issues. Are, is this a commitment you're making to, here to, to the team? <laughs> Oh, he just wanted yeah, to read I'm, it. He I'm didn't say he was working on a few months of free time soon. So, so, <laughs> so if you're if you're making that commit, I'll make that commitment to you, Tommy. What about you? 
I'm good. I'm good to go. As long as, <laughs> as, long as I can uh, get some, uh, Pete's going to ride bikes with us when he comes and, visit. And, and then and we're the good to go. the beauty is, so here's yeah, the beauty. You know. it's, it's Silverline team up. So we, yeah, can, yeah. we, can, we can toss characters in there right and left, right? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, even Roberta still listens. She says, okay, Pete. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she had something to do. No, I, started, um, I, was reading a, I, was, I was reading a new Garth Ennis comic, and obviously I read Wolf Hunter. I got a preview of Wolf Actually, I've not, I've not read Wolf Hunter. I've seen the issue of Wolf Hunter. Right. I've not seen the words. Yeah. The words it aren't good. important, anyway. It looks good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking, oh, I couldn't I really like, I'd like to do like a war, a war comic. I'd, I'd be quite cool. But I'm trying to well, look for the that, issue now. See, what I do that it. could always go in Silverland Team-Up. Anything yeah, can happen in Silverland Team-Up. That's yeah. right. So good. From the featuring part, that's the that's the part that that makes the difference. The featuring somebody else. Yeah, featuring Spider Man. If we don't mind getting in trouble, yeah, that'd be all right. Oh, this character's taken. I didn't realize. Sorry. Let's spell the public domain. I think. Oh wait, wait, Spider M A N N. Yes, exactly. Oh, it could be you. It could be Roland dressed up in a Spider-Man outfit. There we go. There we go. Uh, Fruit Bat said each have their own place. Context is every- context is everything. You know, I, I'm going to say uh, probably a consensus is based on kind of what we have uh, discussed tonight is that the 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 continued stories are the ones that stick with us a little bit longer. And not that the standalone stories aren't good and don't have their place and all that kind of stuff, but the the continued stories are the ones that stick with us a little bit longer because we all could think of those, right? We all thought about those. That's what kind of that brought us in. Um, So that's, that's going to be what my consensus I think kind of is. Any arguments? No. Summed it up. All right. I summed it up. Good. Thanks to our sponsor, Daytona Beach Comic Con. If you have not made your plans to attend Daytona Beach in September, Daytona Beach Comic Con in September, you need to start making your plans now. There is plenty of time. It Mm -hmm. is one of the area's best comic shows. And if you like comics like we do, you should be there because there's going to be lots of comic books available. And as we get closer, we're going to talk about ways that you can get things like commissions from uh, our guys who are going to be there. And, and we want to encourage that. So you can, uh, you can place your orders ahead of time and they can just bring it and deliver it to you. Absolutely. Um, yep. So uh, make your plans there. Thanks to uh, 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 Orlando Collector uh, Deviants, Coliseum of Comics. Thank you if you want, uh, if you're in the Orlando area and you just need to, to buy some back issues of, you want them in your hands, go to Coliseum of Comics on East Colonial. And always a shout out to Kablam that does a fantastic job of printing our comics. That's right, Tommy's sporting the hat there, Kablam. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to hit like, share, and subscribe on whatever. <laughs> platform you are listening (laughs) (laughs) and pete's ready now and until then remember to until next time remember to make hey i'm alex savio and i just want to let you know make mine silver line thank you for listening to the silver line podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode we know we ramble sometimes but we have fun and after all Isn't that what comics are all about? 
We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.